Welcome back to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. This is episode eight. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. Thank you for listening. Uh, We've been getting emails, Facebook messages, little tweets, and we can't thank you enough. We're yeah. very excited about this. It's, uh, it's it means you're it's listening. Shocking. It's shocking, and and not even from like our moms and dads, from like uh, people out there who look for podcasts that found ours. Yeah, I it's can't. Really, it's really cool. I can't believe it. I, I I'm even doing a review today based on a recommendation from a listener. Yeah, we're hey we're, we we uh, when we say please send us an email, please send us a tweet, whatever. We're gonna read that stuff. We'll check out what you think we should check out. Um, yeah. So that being said, oh, and I wanted to tell you, I've been looking forward to this all day, man. This is the favorite part of my week. This is all I have. <laughs> this is it. Everyone's, everyone's like, how's it going? I go, are you listening to my podcast? You got anything else going on? Are you listening to my podcast? Yeah, right. Um, but uh, it's it's getting momentum, man. And um, we'll get more into the details later. But now we're on Stitcher and Google Play and all that other stuff. So uh, there's, you know dozens of people no there's like hundreds of people listening eight episodes in so wow. that's good well yeah I'm, I'm just as shocked as you are i'm just as shocked as our listeners oh they can't believe it they're, they're, yeah they're, they're like, the ones who I'm are, li- we're listening to these lunatics you yeah. are you are listening to these lunatics right now and and why are they listening what's our whole why are we here because they want to know what to watch they don't want to like spend 20 minutes scrolling around i don't know what do you heard about this i what do you think eh. like hey i heard on binge your purge to watch this show let's watch it simple and and by the way uh let us know if we're right or wrong about stuff because uh we've been getting mostly positive feedback like thank you for recommending forever on Amazon. I never would have watched it and it was so good. Right. That's that's what we're hoping to do, man. And, but like you said, we're totally cool with like I can't believe you recommended Love Death and Robots. Oh, that was I said that. That was you. I'm sorry. That was correct. That <laughs> was you. That's why it was happening. <laughs> anyway, okay, so thanks everybody. We're going to review something that was sent in to us by a listener. Uh but first, Demo. <laughs> If I if I told you that there was a movie directed by Amy Poehler starring Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch, Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, who I just raved about not three weeks ago. Who I, I'm on record as loving. And some other, some other uh, pretty big names. If I told you there was a movie about uh, all, where all of those women were in it, uh, would you expect that it would be good? Or that it would be a steaming pile of shit. I'm I'm going with it's going to be good, and you're telling me it's on Netflix and not in a theater. Like I don't have to go to the theater to see this. A uh, couple of bad signs. So it's 103 minutes. Not a great sign. For I mean, even for a comedy, that's pretty short. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a 67. Not awful, but not great. I'll just get right into it, man. Please. This thing sucks. It's like, hey, let's put 20 principal characters in it. This is the reason why I got away from Game of Thrones in the mid- middle seasons, because there's just too many people to Don't care bring about. Game of Thrones into wine country. <laughs> okay, unless they're serving Dornish wine, let's not mix. <laughs> no, okay? I do. You mean by that? I know but you don't, but... It's like going on Facebook. It's why I don't go on Facebook anymore. Either. It's like, I don't know who most of these people are. They all seem upset. I, I just don't need it. 
and this movie was so poorly executed the it was like it was written by committee um it was just like hey we need to make a project and only use women and so that's what we got i would thank you for warning me not to see this but however i did and and i agree with you it's a snooze fest i mean it's got really talented women with a dead in the water script the script is a nothing if i'm not if you i see i see these names and i'm thinking i'm thinking is this going to be bridesmaids level funny and it is not even close. And I mean, it, 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 there's a reason it's 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 on Netflix because I don't know how you could get a theatrical release with this. It's a bunch of women getting drunk and nothing happens. Nothing happens in this movie. There's no big comedic set pieces. It's just them going around town and uh, sort of complaining that they're getting old. Is, is, isn't that what you thought? I thought it was sideways without Paul Giamatti's comedic chops. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I'm sorry if Amy Poehler or Tina Fey or any of these women are listening, but you're so much better than this so pile much of shit and it's, script. And it's so it's so upsetting because I love Amy Poehler. I love Tina Fey. You know, I you know, I love Maya Rudolph. All immensely talented women. All all great. A level comedians in a D level script. And I know I know Amy Poehler directed it, and congratulations, you know, you called action, you called cut, but, oh my God, what a, what a nothing script. Jason Schwartzman, right, what is he doing in this thing, who's normally pretty good? I saw him, like, oh, Jason Schwartzman, and he's got a nothing part. He plays some kook, I don't even know, like, I'm going to play with the cuttlefish, or the, <laughs> like, uh, and I'm going to make weird. the, the whole thing about his paella. He's always talking about how he's going to make paella, and it's just pointless it's it's like they got to set and didn't know what they were gonna shoot yeah they were like oh crap we need pages today right let's do something fun it's like they improv i mean i'm sorry i i hate to like because these people are probably so much more talented and obviously much more successful than us so it feels weird to be like hey this sucks but this sucks yeah it was disappointing my girlfriend and i we uh we watched the first part of it and then we stopped and then we watched the rest of it in the morning and um, I fell asleep. What were you guys doing in the in the middle? We went to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, Fair enough. It was boring. It was <laughs> it was a boring movie. I mean, and I it started off. I thought, you know, it's got some potential. But then when Tina Fey showed up, and the she, accent, the accent, and she wasn't hitting it out of the park. Like if she's gonna make like this, like like you know, supporting character. This is not the the material wasn't there for her to even go anywhere with it. It was a weird character. Everyone's character is just a just a bland nothing. Like the whole thing is like they want to take Molly and they're taking Molly, and I'm like, I wish I was on Molly right now. That's what I would need to sit through this. Yeah, it's it's such an overused trope when they're like, oh, these fifty year old women are gonna take Molly. It's like, yeah, every show, Grace and Frankie. Every freaking show has that scene in it, and it's not innovative. It's not funny. It's just weird, and it's lazy. I can't even. I saw this like what three or four days ago. I don't even remember how it ends. It's like because there's no story. You probably turned it off before it ended. I know I got through the whole thing, even though I like dozed off at one point. But it's it's definitely a purge. Wine country is a purge, 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 and I say that. I'm not. I'm not happy about this. I'm not. Yay! It's a purge. Hooray! This is an upsetting purge. You expect more from this level of talent. 
They got screwed over by a nothing script. They really, they really took a dump in their own diapers on this one. It was awful. Uh, fun fact: uh, Amy Poehler's brother is in the movie. I don't know. I mean, kind of reaching for straws here. I love Jason Schwartzman, but right, just I love- was weird. Didn't belong. Yep, doesn't fit. <clears throat> doesn't it. fit. No. I can't believe it's got a sixty-seven on Rotten Tomatoes. It should, it should be, uh, it should be a lot lower. Than I have that. seen on on the internet though, people going, "Oh my God, I'm loving Wine Country," and it's like, "Are you drunk?" I hope. I mean, oh, I, maybe that's the angle. Yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, granted, we're not like you know, fifty-year-old women. You not know, yet. we're not, not yet. yet. We're not. <laughs> not yet. I'm fluid. I'm fluid. I, I can I get know. there. I, I can get there. But as of now, I'm a straight white male, mm. and wine country was not for me. Uh, not yeah, but I want to put a point on that, which is, even if it's not for you, it's still bad. Like I don't necessarily like country music, but there's good country music and there's bad country music, and none of it's for me. But this was bad country music. Yeah, I, it's a perfect analogy there. Bad country music, yeah. wine. Bad country. I uh, forget. I'm not even, sorry. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. You get the alliteration. Yeah. That's good. Um, but a cameo in it, though, by mm-hmm. someone. There's like some cross-marketing if you want to get into that. Yeah. So a brief appearance by Brene Brown. Now, did you know who Brene Brown was a month ago? I did. Okay. Only because my ex-girlfriend from years ago worshipped her. So oh, yeah, I knew right. all about her. And it's like, oh, Brene Brown, Brene Brown. I heard all about her. So, and this is no judgment on her. I'm just saying I'm familiar with who she is. You know, she's like a TED Talk person. She's a professor. She's a writer. She's a motivational whatever. She's a female um, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins was just accused of verbal abuse and sexual misconduct. I managed in that entire relationship to never hear anything by the woman. I just heard about her the whole time, but <laughs> I right. managed to never hear anything of her. Well, I know that she wrote a big thing about shame. Like that was one of yeah. her big topics was how, how to address shame in your life. Yeah. So, okay. So let's back up. So this is basically a Ted talk um, about, I think uh, the we her- should say though, that, that not only is she in wine country with a cameo, we're talking about her Netflix special that she yes. has now. The Call to Courage is the name of her special. It's a Netflix special, and it's just it's her just giving a speech. So you could listen to this in the car, or whatever. You don't have to watch it. She's just standing there. But um, it it was interesting um, because I like uh, I like this kind of stuff to a certain point. Mm-hmm. The reason that it came up, um, my girlfriend insisted that we watch it. And we watched it and she was so happy that we watched it together. And she was like, I'm so impressed that you liked it and you identified with it. And I was like, uh, okay, what do you think? Like, you think I'm illiterate or something? Like, okay, fine. Um, she has some really good things to say about courage and shame and fear and stuff. And especially as like people trying to make a living as creative types. Um, I mean, we, we have a lot of fear, right? And it, it takes a weird, almost I have tons delu- of fear. Yeah, we should. Tons. You should be terrified all the time. And so she, she like had some really good things to say about that. Um, and so I appreciated that. There were two things about the special that I didn't like. Uh, and it's a, again, this is also sitting at a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I actually think it should be higher. Um, two things. She was showing the covers of her book. 
and one of them was like super dorky and whatever. And it was like, oh my God, you could never use that as a book cover. Who came up with this? And she goes, oh, I would never put a white guy on the cover of my book. I was like, okay, I'm not going to unpack that. I didn't like the statement. I think it was inappropriate. Moving on. Uh, the other thing I didn't like is she said, I've done over 400 experiments on um, regret and whatever. And like, she's done all these psychological experiments and studies and whatever. Not once did she go into detail of any of them. And I would have liked to hear some data. Like, what did, what did you find out in these 400 studies? So, something, right? right? But she kept it very, um, she kept it there. It was a lot of platitudes. It was a lot of like, if you can do this, then and it's like, okay, got it. But what did you find out when you studied the effect of hope or shame or fear or whatever? Like, give me some data. It's an hour long talk. You could fit one of these 400 studies in there somewhere. So I didn't like that she didn't get specific. Okay. There's a lot of platitudes. All right. A lot of like stuff that girls post on their Instagram, you know? I guess. I'm falling asleep. She's putting me to sleep. Brene Brown's putting me to sleep right now. Let me, let me sum it up then. Uh, it's, it's worth listening to in the car or go for a walk. You don't need to sit down in front of the TV and watch it. She has some nice positive things to say. I would say watch it. I would say binge. Okay. But, she, but it's not as good as the Tony Robbins doc. And I don't mean that because of any like gender implications. Uh, Tony Robbins, I Am Not Your Guru, also a Netflix original, um, much better, uh, much more uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, her thing is very like you're standing in line at the Kinko's and there's like a rack of books right before you check out. There's a lot of just like generic stuff, but it's good. It's inspirational. It's positive. All right. It's better than wine country. Mm. So that's a, for you, a binge yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a, a light. It's a light binge. Put it on in the background. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's basically a TED talk, so you don't have to sit and watch it. I did two in a row. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, there's uh, there's crossover there. It's totally understandable between Wine Country and Brene Brown, so it's cool. Sure. And I've got one more thing, and then I'll turn the whole rest of the show back over to you. Good, because I'm feeling lonely. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. Um, we uh, we have a sponsor. Iways, E-Y-E-W-A-Y-S, prescription glasses. You wear them. Where'd you get yours? I wear glasses. Yeah. Yeah, but not, not Iways. No, but you should because you could get a complete pair of glasses for 59 bucks, free shipping. They're better quality than some of the other online uh, eyeglass places. Uh, Iways.com, check it out. Use promo code binge or purge. Get $5 off. Support us, support the show, support our friends at Iways. They're really good glasses. I actually have a couple pairs of them. They have reading glasses, sunglasses, prescription sunglasses, which I didn't even know was a thing until very recently. Prescription sunglasses are definitely a thing. Absolutely. They also have some that are prescription glasses, like what I'm wearing, but then you clip on the sunglasses. They're like magnetic. They have very cool stuff. And they have... Um, x-ray glasses. They have x-ray. They get x-ray glasses. Yeah. So you can see through like men's underwear and stuff. Oh, I'm excited to- now. But they also have something called uh, Screenies, which is basically like a blue blocker. So if you sit in front of a computer a lot. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a, a pair of glasses just for that that I put yeah. over my regular glasses. And it's, oh, you have fitovers? Not, no, I just, I literally just, I bought them a large, larger 
pair, and they just I just pop them over my regular glasses. Okay. They don't fit great. Well, but... you probably look super dorky, and so you could get some better looking ones at iways.com. Okay. Use a uh, promo code BOP five bucks off. Thanks, iways. Very cool. All right, right on. Awesome. That's it for me. I'll I'll see you later. All right, good. Uh, I'm done with you. Can we, can, we, can we make this about me now? Okay. Yes, please. So I watched two uh, original streaming movies here. The first one is a recommendation from listener Brian. He's been hitting us up recently, so I was like, all right, Brian, I'll throw you a bone. He recommended Tau on Netflix. T-A-U. T-A-U. And it's from uh, 2018, last year. Uh, what does Tau mean? Because I've seen T A O Tau. What does T A U Tau mean? Is it's it... it's the name of the supercomputer in the movie. Okay. So this is like a sci-fi thriller. It doesn't exactly say where it takes place. It's somewhere you figure in the future, and um, this has a really small cast. Very small cast. The lead is a is a girl named Mika Monroe. It's Micah Monroe. I've never seen her in anything. I guess she was in It Follows, but I've never seen her before. She looks like Gwen Stefani to me. So I'm going to just keep referring to her okay. moving forward as Gwen Stefani, even though it's Mika Monroe. And then uh, the uh, antagonist uh, co-lead is Ed Skeeran. No, Ed Ed, S- I think you mean Ed Sheeran. No, no. Ed Skeeran. He yeah, the was red, in... the red-headed guitar player, right? No. Will oh. you let me do this? <laughs> I'm trying to do this without screwing it up. I got a hard enough time saying his name right. You screwed that name up too. It's Ed Scrine. Now, you know him. He was the bad guy in the first Deadpool. And he was in Game of Thrones. And he was the first iteration in season three of Dario Naharis. I know you don't know who that is. But if you're a Game of Thrones guy, he played Dario Naharis for season three before he was replaced by Michael Huntsman. Demo, you are so bad with names. It's pronounced Mikiel Hoosman. Was Ed Sheeran also in Game of Thrones? He was. Okay, so you can see my confusion. I can see your confusion, but this is not him. There's no singing <laughs> <Okay>. in this. <laughs> all right, fine. All right, this guy's kind of like a badass, all right? Mm. And then um, also, guess who else is in this as a voice? Gary uh-huh. Oldman. Okay. They shelled out some money to get Gary Oldman to play the voice of the computer. Okay. So Gwen Stefani has been kidnapped. She's being held hostage in this mansion, right? And uh, by this like mega nerd. And um, he's basically using her brain power to create some new form of AI, which they never really get into. But in the meantime, his house is operated by Tao. And Tao is his operating system that she starts a relationship with so she can escape it sounds to me like you're describing ex machina it is ex machina ish okay it is but it's 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 more uh sci-fi action than it is like futuristic thriller this is not as intellectual as ex machina okay and the production value on it is pretty good but it's really a small feeling movie because the whole thing really just takes place in this in this mansion. It's not like you know any grand scale, and there's really only the three characters. I mean, that's that's it. There's a couple little supporting people here and there, but not enough. They have limited screen time, if two or three lines. It's just the three of them. 
and okay. it's watchable. It's fine. I, but I can't recommend it. I'm sorry, Brian. He said how much he loved it. He wanted to get our thoughts on it. It's serviceable, but I, I can't say, Joe, oh man, Tao, you got to see Tao. Listeners, everybody, Tao, no. No, you don't, don't waste your time. Go do something else. Go outside. This is not, this is just, this is, there's a lot of going outside and doing something else on this show. 112 today. degrees out today. Uh, right. It's the way you're describing it. It sounds good to me. I kind of want to watch it now. Well, if, if that's your thing, I just didn't think it was particularly involving. It's, it's not, it's, it's well-made. It's not bad. It's not like, oh my God, this is a total piece of shit, but eh, just doesn't really add up to much. Like you've seen it before. It's basically her you know, building a relationship with the AI that talks with Gary Oldman's voice and she's trying to be friends with it so it'll let her escape. It's like a countdown. There's some big project that's going to be happening. It's like eight days and she has to do all these like, you know, tasks because he's doing this experiment on her. It's never, never figured out like what exactly he's working on other than like, this is going to revolutionize the world. And eh. and in the meantime, there's also like this super destroyer robot. That's like the security, like the, like the, the you know, like it's almost like the house's bouncer. Like he roughs yeah. her up when she gets out of line. Okay. Tao is like, you know, don't make me hurt you. And then they, they send in like the, the Ed 209 type thing that like, you know, slaps her around and beats her and stuff. It's kind of a mean-spirited movie, but really is it. And it's got uh, David S. Goyer was an executive producer on it, and it, you know they put some money into it. It's it looks who okay. It, who wrote it and directed it? Oh, uh, some the director is. Hold is it someone's tight. first movie? Because if it's someone's first movie, it sounds pretty good. If it's someone's eighth movie, it, it doesn't sound it's great. Francesco de Alessandro. I did not look him up. No kidding, you didn't look it up. It's Frederico de Alessandro. And yes, it is his first feature. Most of his previous work was as a storyboard artist, especially for the Marvel movies. Whatever. Okay. I, I just didn't care enough. It's fine. If you're like, I'm really desperate to watch something and it's something sci-fi, Tao. But hey, they spent money on Gary Oldman, right? He, there you go. Okay. It just it just it's just not that involving. It's fine, but I can't it's a purge. Sorry. Sorry, Brian. Uh kind of an odd review, I think. But okay. Are you are you questioning Fine. my review? No. What do we got? What do what's what's the problem here? The the parts that you talked about sound good. I didn't hear enough bad. All right. Other than it just wasn't executed properly. Eh, it just it just it doesn't add up to anything for me. Okay. It just is. I'm just like I kept waiting for it to get really exciting. I guess I want a little more something a little more grand. It's a very small, like you said. It's it's small, like Ex Machina. There's, yeah. You know, it all takes place in one location. I like that a lot as a filmmaker. Of course, I love that. Sure. It's cheap. Sure. But I mean, they put money into this. I just. <sighs> what okay. do you want from me? I don't know. I I might check it. I out. took it. I took a recommendation from a listener. I watched it. Okay, and I'm giving my review. Fine. And I wasn't thrilled with it. It's fine. And I'm <laughs> okay. sticking to it, okay? Fine, stick to your guns. What, All right. What else we got? I got another movie that takes place in a house with a small <laughs> cast. This is the, uh, you know, House with a Small Cast podcast. We're just watching Duplass Brothers movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I switched over to Hulu. It's called All That We Destroy. It's part of their 
Into the Dark anthology series where they release one movie a month based on the holiday in that month. And I had to look it up. I'm like, what holiday was this? So this is their Mother's Day themed movie. Okay, so there's 12 of them. There's 12 of them. This is the Mother's Day one. And you they're get... an hour and a half long or something? Yeah, it's about. Yeah, it was an hour and 35 minutes. It's one hour, 25 minutes. Your recognizable names in this are Samantha Mathis and, and Frank Whaley. Nope. What? You know Frank Whaley. You know Samantha Mathis. Don't. I'm not even going to look them up. I'm not going to say, do you say, you should know. Come on, Joe. Frank Whaley was in everything. Pulp Fiction, The Doors, Swimming with Sharks, Field of Dreams. The list goes on and up. Come on. Samantha what? Samantha Mathis was in Pump Up the Volume, Little Women, Broken Arrow. <laughs> Again, the list goes on and on. Okay. Remember she's in, her? She's in Billions. Is she in Billions American now? American Psycho, The Punisher. She works. Okay, fine. All right, but she, okay. Now, when I say Frank Whaley's in it, uh, he has a supporting part, and he did one day of work in a park. They just keep cutting back to him with a scene in a park. I mean, I swear they went up like Franklin Canyon and shot for two hours, and Frank Whaley was done. It's very small. But Samantha Mathis plays this mom to this to her son who apparently uh, likes killing women, and she is also a geneticist. And she's been cloning a woman that her son had killed. It's okay. weird. Yeah. It's very, it, it's, 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 meh. and I should mention this is not a good movie. <laughs> uh, this is All That We Destroy. All That We Destroy on Hulu. And uh, the son was, is, uh, the actor is Israel Boussard. You remember him from nothing. Mm-hmm. But he keeps, the thing is like, he keeps, she keeps building this woman, recreating her, and he keeps strangling her to death. And I don't know what she says. Maybe we'll get it right this time, you know? And like every time it's like five minutes in, he's like, I don't like her. I'm going to murder you. So I, and then I figured maybe she's also, her son had died and maybe she's recreated him and she's trying to work out the kinks in her new son. But I don't think that's how it turned out. I mean, I got the impression her son had died, and but then they seemed to say like, "Oh no, this was him. He was just a Looney Tune," and she just kept building, you know, these clones of this girl that he had previously killed to try to figure out why he's murdering women. I don't know. It's a pass. Now this is low budget. I mean, it just really they didn't spend a lot of money on this. It's Bloomhouse co-produces these with Hulu under this Into the Dark Shingle. And, uh, oh man, it's a purge. I've, I've already, wow. it's, it's a purge. I, and I try, I'm like, oh, it, it's not scary. It's not exciting. It's just, it's like, uh, it's like a bad black mirror. Okay. <clears throat> and the series itself. Now, have you watched any other episodes from the series? No, I've just watched this. I just like, oh, okay. I'll check it out into the dark, you know, their anthology show. And I went with their most recent one, which was the mother's day one, obviously, and uh, wah, wah. Wow. well, it's interesting that they call it a TV series when all of them are an hour and a half long. I mean, they're movies. It's yeah, they're they're feature length anthologies. Okay, well, I guess Hulu's just kind of trying a lot of different things out now. And you had a point earlier about maybe why they're going scorched earth. Well, they don't care. I mean, as of a couple days ago, 
Comcast sold the rest of their stake in it to Disney. So Hulu moving forward is going to be 100% Disney controlled. I don't know what that means for Hulu. I think they're going to keep it like adult oriented. I'm sure they're not going to get rid of like the Handmaid's Tale and stuff, but it's going to be all Disney. Okay. It's going to be Disney for adults. Okay. But Disney also has a streaming service coming out. So why isn't that going to be Disney for adults? Because that one's going to be more for a general audience. This is gonna this is gonna hold on to like their ABC shows and everything, you know. It's like I want to watch Grey's Anatomy, it'll be on Hulu. Oh, everything, you know, the network it's a type. They're stuff. gonna make it a warehouse, probably. But okay. they'll still have their original content, you know. They'll still be they'll still be churning out stuff like that. But as time goes on, though, there's NBC shows on Hulu right now. Those will probably uh, get phased out aren't all the simpsons episode well I the guess simpsons are going to go on disney plus uh south park i think is on hulu there's a lot of of different networks stuff on hulu yeah they gotta they gotta figure all that out interesting okay all right well um there you have it great episode really you think oh uh we're now available not just on itunes we're available on stitcher SoundCloud, Google Play, check our Twitter at Binger Purge, Facebook slash Binger Purge. Um, you can get this podcast anywhere that you find podcasts now. Yeah, pretty much. Shout out to Just the Facts. Thank you. You can follow her at the Jessica Greer on Twitter. Thanks, Jess. Uh, anything else? I just want this over with. You want to come back uh, next week? We'll do it all again. Yeah, I mean, we want to get as many of these as we can, so I guess we'll come back. You know, oh God, I gotta watch more stuff. Okay. Hey, thanks, man. Good to see you. Good to see you too. My name is Demo for Joe Taylor. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Over.